respect. We all want it. And we don't want any exceptions, but we all know how easy we can turn it off and get our ugly on when things aren't going our way. Welcome to the Only You Forever podcast. If you want to build a thriving, passionate marriage, we've got the research, the truth, and the answers you've been looking for. And now, here are your hosts, Caleb and Verlinda Simone Gendel. Hey, everybody, this is episode number 86, and we're going to be talking about the specific dangers of contempt. And then we'll look at how you can move your marriage towards greater respect. Alrighty. So last episode, I told the folks that today we'd be talking about submission versus control. Oh, yeah. But when we started looking into the research and the whole concept of submission is just, you know, it's just not found in the research literature. It's a biblical word. And, you know, although I should say in a model of healthy biblical interpretation that the word submission doesn't carry the negative connotations often given to it in our culture. You know, we often think of doormat or being walked on when we think of submission, but it's not about that. Not at all. But since we ran into a bit of a wall on that, we decided to reroute. And so what we're actually going to do today is address those three models of marital power as they relate to submission. Those three models are uh, complementarian, authoritarian, and uh, egalitarian. Vegetarian. <laughs> nice. That's that's rabbit marriages. And Oh, that was probably totally offended somebody right there. <laughs> if you're a vegetarian out there, I'm sorry. Vegetarian marriages are perfectly valid too. So... It's just not our specialty. So anyways. Keep shoveling. I'll keep going here. Let me throw the shovel away. We'll get to that in a future episode. And that's going to actually be a really interesting one in itself. But today we're looking at the subject of respect as part of our Heart of Marriage series. So this is one of those things that we also consider essential to a thriving marriage. Mm -hmm. And, but go ahead. You look like you're going to say something. No, no. I'm just going to listen today, remember? Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Anyways, I was going to say that, by the way, you know, this is our... Our final episode of the five on this heart of marriage topic, you'll definitely want to go back if you're just joining us today, just starting to listen in, go back to episode 82 and grab those other episodes in this series. It'll be worth your time. Okay. Respect is on the decline generally in our culture, in my opinion. Agreed. You just need to go to school to figure that out. Yeah. We get enough disrespect from people that don't go to school too, though. Well, absolutely. But one of the most important places we can show respect is in our marriages. Mm, shaping the next generation too. That's right. Both as husbands and wives and then also as parents. But it's not something that you actually kind of stop and talk about very often. No, that's true. But one thing that was helpful early on in our marriage is when we read Love and Respect. I should say when you... I was going to say we. When you read Love and Respect cover to cover, and I read about two thirds of it. I think you read the sex chapter. (laughs) I don't think so. I'm pretty sure I read like the whole first half unless that was the sex chapter. No, I think you just skipped to that chapter and I told you about the rest of the book. give me a break. I'm feeling disrespected right now. (laughs) Anyways. (laughs) And I laugh. (laughs) (laughs) Do as we say, not as we do. Well, this is our point, which is one of the things that you and I learned from reading that book was just to be able to say, I feel disrespected right now. Yes. Because sometimes we're, you know, we had a case in point from a couple of days ago in a non-marriage context where we realized, oops, we were kind of disrespecting that person Mm -hmm. and you know sometimes you're just not aware of it and when you give your spouse the permission to say and yourself the permission to say i'm feeling disrespected right now this is one of the ways that you can help shape respect in your marriage by just letting each other clue you in when you're Mm kind of stepping in it and saying hey buddy you're going down a road i'm giving you a chance to stop right before it gets like major 
Yeah. It just helps your spouse realize when they're being inconsiderate. So that's an easy, quick takeaway right up front here. But the opposite of respect is contempt. It, well, it can be a few things, but most of them will generally kind of fit neatly under this contempt umbrella. So I'm going to use that word most of the way through here. Okay. So let's start there. Look at what goes on in our marriages that is contemptuous before we move on to how we can build respect. Okay. So contempt is a problem because it is destructive. It's particularly destructive in marital conflict and also happens to be an early predictor of marital divorce. And as far as defining it, contempt is more than criticism. It adds this sort of really mean element where the intent is to insult and psychologically abuse your spouse. And so contempt can look like insults, name calling, hostile humor, mockery, sneering. I always thought it was just kind of like disgust. Like... That's a facial thing. Yeah. With a little on the end of it. (laughs) So yeah, it can look like that too. Absolutely. Disgust also falls under that contempt umbrella. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes we say that everybody has their moments and this is true. We all have moments as a spouse that we're not proud of. And really, we don't like ourselves when we're acting that way. But Mm -hmm. Gottman did a study in the late 90s. He's a marriage researcher that we mentioned quite frequently. To ask the questions or the question, are all negative emotions equally corrosive in marriage. So a lot of researchers at that time were saying how bad and destructive anger was in marriage. And he's saying, mm. well, is anger really the bad boy here? Mm-hmm. You know, abusive stuff aside. But what their studies showed is that couples should be much more worried about contempt than anger. Mm. So, you know, this is where it kind of spits out a little bit. So when they found contempt, they looked at these three things. They found contempt, belligerence, and defensiveness, that these were prime suspects in causing marital instability. In other words, they're predictors of divorce. Hmm. They were the most important things that they identified. So the point here is it kind of relates to our topic is that contempt in the middle of marital conflict has a very strong pointer leading towards divorce. So More so than anger. Yes. Because hmm. every upset couple is angry, but it doesn't necessarily mean that that conflict is leading to total destruction of the marriage. But when these other features are present in the conflict, it's a particularly a warning sign that, hey... You know, things aren't good. not only is this argument not going well, but things overall are not going well. So this is where we want to really kind of get the heads up and say, okay, if this is going on, we need to stop and work on this. Okay. So when they looked at these couples that were in conflict, the ones who handled it well, they behaved in a way that was gentle, soothing, and it worked towards calming down negativity, like calming the other spouse down. It was yeah, not placating, but they just knew how to sort of deescalate things. So if one spouse came out really negative, maybe as an example, the other spouse was often neutral in response. Mm. Didn't kind of jump into the fray and amplify. Mm-hmm. Good thing I'm just so neutral. Oh, you are so <coughs> neutral. So, and this is the good part, that there are ways to show respect that can even neutralize those moments when our spouse does something unattractive. So, unattractive as in? Like, what do you mean as in? I'm not talking about like scratching your backside or something. I mean like... When they're kind of getting their ugly on with the interpersonal. Okay, that's what I was wondering. The way they're talking or whatever. It's kind of like, okay, I'm not attracted to that. Okay. Of course, the real challenge there is being man enough or woman enough to decide that, hey, I'm not getting on board with your contempt when this happens. Mm, I'm going to be bigger than that. Yes. I'm going to, I'm choosing not to engage at that level. Mm-hmm. So to kind of help us with this, we have this bonus worksheet today specifically about respect. There's a quick self-evaluation to review where you're at in terms of showing and feeling respect. And then we give you 10 ways that you can practice showing respect in your day-to-day interactions. So you can help your marriage today by downloading this worksheet. To get a copy, open your browser to oyf.link slash 86 or text the word podcast to 9292 spouse. 
Once again, all you need to do is text the word podcast to 9292 spouse, or you can find this bonus on our website at oyf.link slash 86. There's a gray shaded box on our blog post for this episode, and you can click on the button there, give us your email address, and then we can send you the link. Do you know what I like about these bonus worksheets and stuff? What's that? Is that it's something you can do today, and it's actually going to make a difference and help. Right. They are very actionable. Yeah. And they're not so big that it feels like you're starting a course or... Yeah. Yeah. So that's just kind of contempt and the idea of sort of not choosing to engage on that level and just being aware of when it does come up and recognizing how corrosive and destructive this can be in our marriage. So that's kind of the first thrust I wanted to have for our, our show today was to is awareness. Yep. Fair enough? Yep. Now, respect. What does respect look like? And it can be challenging to to define this sometimes. We talk about a concept like respect. What does it mean? What does it really look like? Mm -hmm. It's not an emotion. Because you don't feel respect. No, but you do feel disrespected. I think you can feel respected, but do you feel respect for someone else? Or do you choose to act in that way to show it? Well, it's not just a behavior because it's kind of how you think. So it's hard to define. Mm-hmm. But we know when we're getting it or when we're not, don't we? Yeah. That's what you're saying. But if I can give you a definition that I found, it's an, an attitude accompanied by emotions, thoughts, and behavior. So even though it's not any one of those things sort of all by itself, I think it makes sense to see it all, all those things together. Mm-hmm. And so it has this kind of sense of equality. Like people who see themselves as equals, they show respect to each other. And as part of that, there's also mutuality. There's give and take because both are into it. Mm-hmm. And But there's also caring and there's supportiveness involved in respect too. Yeah. I think the key part here, or that made sense to me the most, is they see themselves as equals. Yes. It's not like, I am better. Yes. And it's my way and you're yes. going to yes. cater to it. and Yeah. Which hmm. is why it's kind of so opposite to contempt, right? Contempt you, is like my way or the highway. It is, but it's also kind of your belief about ourselves. Like I'm the one doing everything in this marriage and you're lazy. Ooh. That kind of thing, right? And so, you know, respect just kind of creates this whole environment. Like you see why this really, really works well for marriage. Mm-hmm. So like the whole martyr thing. What's that? Just builds contempt. Don't so? you think like I have to do everything around here and poor right. me and. Right. Nobody else is doing anything. Yeah. And you're just getting like the disgust and the. But at the same time, you kind of leave everything for yourself and it validates your need to feel very essential. Right. Mm. And important. So then you feel more important. So then you don't feel like equals. And then it kind of perpetuates. Yeah. That's a tough one to work through. Huh? Yeah. So coming back to this. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. That was, that was valuable. But the, just with the idea of what respect is, right. And the reason why it's so important in all of our major relationships is that it has to be going both ways in order to feel right. And and this does tie back to what you're saying. If you're more powerful than someone else and they show you respect, that's just servitude. Okay. So if I'm the big boss at the company. Yeah. And I have more power than someone else and they show me respect because of my position. It's really there. There's a sense of servitude there. Like they're, they have to because I'm the boss, right? Yeah. And they feel like a servant. And, you know, you can make some wisecracks about that in marriage, but we want more than that from our marriages. We don't just want respect. We want to be able to respect our spouse. We want it to be mutual. Mm -hmm. That's why it's so important to have this going both ways. And 
The best way to do a quick check on respect is by these six items that are used a lot in a tool called MIDSS. It's a measurement instrument database for social sciences. It was developed by a couple of researchers, Hendrick and Hendrick in 2006, and it's a validated tool. And don't worry if you're out driving or jogging, you don't have to write these down. You can get them through that worksheet that I mentioned earlier. And I'll mention again how you can get that towards the end in case you missed it. But I'll just give you these six statements right now and ask this question. How many of these six statements can you agree with? This is how you can measure the level of your respect in your marriage right now. Number one, I respect my partner. Yes or no. Number two, I am interested in my partner as a person. Yes or no. Number three, I am a source of healing for my partner. Yes or no. Number four, I honor my partner. Yes or no. Number five, I approve of the person my partner is. Yes or no. Number six, I communicate well with my partner. Yes or no. Hmm. Good checklist, eh? Yeah. And so all of these is going to be a check on respect? Like, I'm interested in my partner as a person? Yeah. How? Do, what has that got to do with respect? Well, you're not interested in stuff that you don't respect. You just want to dismiss it. Oh. So one of the ways that I show respect to you is taking interest in what's going on in your day. Mm-hmm. When we've been apart for the day. Mm-hmm. And that's why you feel disrespected when I forget to, like pick up something or do something for you during the day that you've asked me to do. Why is that? Well, because you don't feel like I'm taking an interest in your stuff. Yes. Yeah. Meanwhile, mm. I just forgot. Good insight. I know. Huh? Yeah. I forgive you. I'm sure it's your fault. <laughs> <laughs> good I'm job sorry. on the defensiveness there. <laughs> right out of the gate. Just oh, bam. Caleb. Doing so good. And the pop goes the bubble. Well, it was a good checklist, honey. Yeah, it is a good checklist. Mm -hmm. We should frame that and put it on a wall somewhere. <laughs> but if you think about those issues, like they really touch on these very core things about the strength and the satisfaction of a good marriage bond, don't they? Like the respect, the interest, the source of healing, the honoring, the approving of who they yeah. are, the communicating yeah. well. Those are all really kind of in the, it's in the nitty gritty of building a good marriage. Hmm. And so that's why I kind of want to transition here to how to build respect into your marriage. Because if you're thinking, yeah, I could definitely work on this whole respect thing. Let's talk about how you can build this in. Bake it in. I like that because it's mixed right in there and it's central to how you're doing marriage. Mm, so you want to bake respect Like after you marriage. bake a cake, you can never like pull out that one ingredient again. No, you can't. I'm not sure what you mean though. I think you should bake a cake so we can try it. <laughs> okay. So the, the one thing that does come in here, Verlinda, that gets interesting on respect is power struggles. And I wasn't expecting this, but it's really interesting. It comes from research in 2011 that really looked at marriage conflict. And that's where we often experience the most disrespect and even contempt. You're wrong. <laughs> uh, you asked for that one. I totally walked into that one. You did. Sorry. Okay, this is a rhetorical question. Okay. Tell me if I'm wrong, rhetorically. But in the middle of marital, don't interrupt till I'm done this <laughs> sentence. In the middle of marital conflict, when we really want our own way, we often just see two options, dominate or be dominated. Mm -hmm. I could kind of, don't you think? We're in the middle of conflict? I don't think like, oh, I'm going to dominate you. No, but you either want it our way. I just gritted my teeth really hard. Yeah. Yeah. You put a little bit too much passion into that <laughs> while you were denying it, actually. So let me just keep going here and see, okay, see what you think, see, okay? Yeah. So when we're thinking this way, it leads to conflict that's destructive to the relationship. Or, you know, if that wording doesn't kind of resonate, think about how you do conflict as an either or type situation. So either we do it my way or we do it your way. When we're fighting okay. about something, a certain topic or issue, yeah. we're either doing it my way or we're doing it your way. 
And the problem with this is that it's an impossible to achieve an outcome that's characterized by mutual respect. Somebody has to lose. Mm, mm-hmm. and, and in that, this pro- is the power struggle we're talking about, not this, respect. Yes. Okay. Sorry. But because someone has to lose, someone's not going to feel respected. That's how it ties back to respect. But I think there's times when, you know, I lose in that we do it your way, but I can still feel respected. Just by, because we disagreed and it was really an either or situation or what? Well, we talked about it and it ended up going your way. What was this? I don't have a particular example. <laughs> I'm just saying oh, no, you're that. You're being Because <laughs> I can't think of any situation where you ever lost an argument. Give me a break. <laughs> I'm just actually telling you that yes. you do such a good job of respecting me okay. that I can lose an argument <laughs> and still feel respected. But this is just going down the drain. It's so. just funny how you say that because we're starting to lose respect here. Oh, Caleb, just awesome. go on. Well... Okay, let me go on and then just rope me in here if it gets too wild, okay? So, because I think this will make sense. This research also points to the need for differentiation. That was episode 49. And if you want to get that, make sure you get that episode. It's called, If I Need You, Does That Make Me Needy? Don't worry, you can get that link in our blog post for this episode. But differentiation is about knowing yourself as an individual and being able to separate who you are from your identity as a couple. So this lets you as a spouse see your your spouse as a human being and relate to him or her with respect and generosity despite the differences that you're experiencing. So while the argument's going on, you can give them something, you can show them respect. Yeah, exactly. Right. Which is kind of what you were saying, right? Sure. <laughs> I'm not sure anymore. Well, it just means I can let you be you without feeling threatened by it. Yeah. Like just because we do it your way, doesn't mean like I'm totally dominated and a doormat and whatever. No. But that's where I guess that mutuality comes in because I know that not every time has to go your way. You know what I mean? Well, not just that, but you also get to be heard. So I'm thinking about our uh, classic, um, should we buy a gun? Oh, Caleb, let's not even go there. Well, just think about it for a sec. You wanted to be heard. Yeah. Right. And you were scared that I was going to go buy a gun and like be gone for three weeks. Mm-hmm. Right. And when we found out it was something that we would enjoy doing together, then it changed. But kind of yeah. going into it, it was either I buy the gun or either I don't buy the gun. Yeah. Either I buy the gun or I don't buy the gun. Right. Mm-hmm. But we changed it to a mutuality thing because okay. we gave each other the respect of the time to express concerns and to actually dig down in. Like we could have just kept the level of like, can we afford the the money for the gun or not. It could have stayed at that level, mm-hmm. but this is one that we actually did well. And we got down deeper to what was going on. Yeah. A week after you bought the gun. It took a little while. Later. Figured it out. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> no, we figured most of it out at the time. Didn't we? Evidently we have different memories of that. Apparently. Okay. But the good part is that we got it figured out and we, we don't hold any hard feelings. No. Are you sure? <laughs> so when you move away from that and you can kind of hold on to yourself, it works better. And that's where that differentiation piece comes in because you give each other the respect while you're still kind of holding on to your own belief while you're in the middle of the conflict. And ultimately, like if you think about why we get married, I didn't marry you because I wanted you to become me. I married you for you. Mm. So I don't need you to change everything to my way and be a, right. be another me. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for agreeing there. 
And that's differentiation. It also means that, you know, if I got my ugly on during a conflict, you don't have to take responsibility for my misbehavior. So you can choose to continue to show respect in the face of what you aren't liking. Oh, you know what? I am thinking of a marriage where the spouse always got blamed for the other person's misbehavior. Hmm. And that used to just drive me crazy. And I think maybe because what's at the heart of it is disrespect. Hmm. So what needed to happen differently? Mm, For the blamed spouse to say, no, no. I am not willing to take the blame for your right. behavior at that point. Right. Right. That's hmm. differentiation and respect. Yeah. Yep. So then the other thing too, that happens when we get into conflict is that we can choose to work together as a team. This is another way to show respect. I like this one. Do you? Yeah. So this is a mental shift that says, instead of us being opponents on this issue, we are actually partners on a team fighting this dragon. The dragon is the problem. The issue is the problem. The disagreement is the problem, not you. Mm-hmm. And this allows you to work out your differences without getting lost in power struggles. So rather than sitting across from the table, like attacking each other, you yes. can sit, move around and sit beside your spouse and you can both fight the problem. Yes. Even that mental picture of changing that in your arguments, that change of position is, mm-hmm. it helps a mental shift happen. Mm-hmm. So let me give you a couple more ways to think about all this. When disrespect is present, you know, we often see that our relationship is in a spat. We're just kind of at each other. And it harkens back to the dominator be dominated theme, I think. We're trying to establish who is worse. It's just not helpful. This is the opponent's Mm, method, right? Yeah. And again, you know, it kind of comes back to these two options. Either you're a doormat or you have to win and therefore become domineering. And both of these positions have a lot of disrespect involved. But again, I want to see a third option here. What's that? That is where you speak respectfully and are heard while also hearing your spouse at the same time. Mm -hmm. So we maintain, like, I'm going to go into this holding on to myself here, saying that I'm going to communicate respectfully, regardless of how you choose to behave. And I'm also going to make sure that you have a chance to communicate your position as well. Hmm. That's generosity. And it all just comes back to communicating. Again. Yep. Healthy communication, which is why couples are quite right to say this is where they struggle the most. Mm-hmm. But the other idea in here for Linda is that I'm in control of my own behavior. I can choose how to respond and I want to respond in a respectable manner because I want to respect myself, but I also want it to be a manner that communicates respect for you. So even if I'm not happy with what I'm seeing from you, I still want to communicate respect for you as a person. Mm. Like loving the person, even if you don't love their behavior. Right. So rather than kind of being reactive and just flipping off the handle or I kind of lose it, what I'm going to do is I'm going to self-regulate. That means I'm going to manage my own emotions, my own thoughts, speech, and attitudes. And I'm going to work really hard to be open to your perspective and also acknowledging, as we said before, that you have a claim to the truth in this argument. Be curious. Mm -hmm. And I think the curiosity thing and the claim to truth and just deciding that I'm going to hold on to myself here and behave a certain way, that's how in the middle of marital conflict we show respect. So even at the hardest points of our marriage, the toughest points, my challenge is to still show respect, to choose that. Mm-hmm. That's good. Now, obviously this could go on for a little while because there's all sorts of ways you can show respect, but we've put the rest of them into our bonus content, our worksheet that we made for today. But I just really wanted to touch on this key aspect here because I know that most of us, we find the hardest time to stay respectful is in the middle of conflict, right? Yeah. That's when you feel licensed to cut loose. Mm -hmm. But that's actually the best time to stay respectful. Yet, if you 
really want to pursue this idea and think about other ways to show respect in your marriage, do make sure you give us your email address so that we can send you a link to the bonus worksheet for this episode. You can get that worksheet right now by going to the blog post for this episode at oyf.link slash 84, or we can set you up by text message. All you need to do there is just send a text message with just the word podcast to 92, 92 spouse. We'll get you set up that way as well. All right. In closing, we had a review from a friend of ours who said, listened to episode one of the five part series, abandonment versus commitment. Very good. I like how you always close the loop in every episode. Problem cause, stuff to work on, practical advice on how to get better, etc. Well done. Thank you. That's nice. We appreciate that. Next week, we're talking about self-care and marriage, taking care of yourself to take care of your marriage. Should be an interesting episode. Mm-hmm. I'll have to shower before we uh, record that one. <laughs> nice. So that's all for today's episode. You can get the full show notes and the bonus worksheet at oyf.link slash 86. And please remember to leave us a review on iTunes. It really helps raise the visibility of our podcast in the kids and family category so that we can reach and influence more marriages. And we really appreciate the feedback. Mm -hmm. So thanks, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the OnlyYouForever.com podcast. Please help us reach and influence a wider audience by rating and reviewing our podcast at OnlyYouForever.com slash love. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Oh, my ear was so itchy. Oh, you are having problems today. I'm fine. All good? Mm-hmm. Are you going to be okay? Yeah, I think I just had like hair tickling it or something. Are you sure it's good now? Yeah. <laughs>